That fresh produce stand there. That's a beauty. What do you listen to? My favorite murder podcast. Taggart and Torrance podcast. The produce stand. Ah, uh, fucking sexy. It's Martini Monday, and that means we are once again hanging out at the produce stand. Podcast paying tribute to everything in the universe. The intro I wrote for you. Now, I know what you're thinking. There are many other Letter Kenny podcasts out there, but this one is never 10 minutes early. Thus, we are late. <laughs> I'm Al, your host, and joining me in the room, as always, is lovely Tanya. And online, we have Squirrely Matt and the vivacious Victor. And joining us this week, she's a Canadian actor, a model, known for American Hangman, Junction Row, and Priscilla. But we all know and love her as McMurray's younger sister, Bonnie McMurray, on Letter Kenny. Please join me in making some noise for Camila Coel. Wondrous. Oh, my God. I regret nothing. Welcome to the produce stand, Camila. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. We are so happy to have you here. I love the energy you're bringing already. I know, I know. (laughs) It's about damn time. Yeah, I got my podcast face on and voice. (laughs) so uh where are you speaking to us from i am currently in sudbury as we all know as Mm -hmm. our uh as our fave place we may be a bit biased but that's where i was born and raised so uh, my family is still here and i try to come back as much as i can nice i mean when you're not there where, where are you uh usually down south uh, down in Toronto. Okay. Um, it's funny but, you're yeah, saying so South Toronto is South. Like most of our listeners are like, isn't that way up in Canada still? Like, yeah, I thought you were yes, going to label something from the States. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> when I say I'm going down South to Toronto, when I say I'm out West, I'm in Vancouver. Yeah. Um, and then anything outside of that is outside Canada land. That's, right. that's my compass. <laughs> right. Right. That's my compass. And yeah. there's kind of like a Bermuda triangle that happens too. Sometimes mm. it's like homework cottage, you know, you just. Right. Well, where, where, where would your cottage be? If you live in Sudbury, where's the cottage? So this is another thing as a Sudburyan that is a bit of a conversation. Mm. Um, so we have camps. Okay. We have camps. Yeah. And if you are from down South, you have a cottage. Right. If you're if you're from somewhere else, you may have a cabin, but I don't even know what that is. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's a camp. So for us, everything is kind of it's funny. Our camps are like just on the outskirts of town okay. for the most part. Because <laughs> so, <laughs> when we talk about going to the cottage, it's probably like a two hour drive mm-hmm. on the four hundred and it's stop and go traffic. But for yeah. you it's a you just kind of hop, skip and jump out. It still can be, but cottage country is growing out here, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you say like in your camp, are you on water at the camp or is it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For the most part, if someone's saying they're going to camp, they're on the water, unless it's like a hunting camp Mm -hmm. and then it could be anywhere. Wide open spaces. Right. Yeah. And at this camp, is there like tents or is there a building? Are we, are we still like, are we camping? Camps are cottages. Oh, cottages are cottages. Gotcha. It's the same shit, but different pile. Different names. It's not not that bad, Tanya. (laughs) (laughs) Are you roughing it? No. I do like like to camp in Mm. tents. I did that not, I'd say like three years ago, but I have really bad vision. I wear um, contacts all the time. Right. And I decided to, uh, camp on a dock 
Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> you didn't. That's, that's a way to wake up. Yeah. It, a hell of a way to wake up oh and remind God. yourself that you're mortal for sure. <laughs> damn. That's the best. Couldn't even see the damn stars. My eyes. I didn't have my did glasses just, on. Did you just roll with it and go for a swim since you already got wet? First, I had to get out of the tent. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's oh, true. the whole tent fell in. Oh! Oh! Wow! Yeah, yeah. I like fell in with the tent. Oh my gosh! Th- that that yeah, that would have been dangerous. How much do you move in your sleep, man? <laughs> no, because I'm not really there. Like yeah. I'm there, but I'm sleeping. Fair enough. I wish there was I video know. of this. Yeah, there's no video of this. <laughs> no, no, there isn't. But there's probably some other terrible, like water skiing or that kind of shenanigans living out there on the internet. Amazing. Well, we, we're so happy you joined us. Uh, we, uh, we're thrilled to have you here. Um, I mean, we uh, got uh, we had the pleasure of meeting you in person uh, back in May. I don't. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. I okay. absolutely remember that because it doesn't happen to me ever. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I was in. Um, I guess we'll shout them out because they could use uh, some love and support. Yes, um, yes. A local vintage shop in Sudbury that is currently looking for a new home after a fire but it's one of my stomping grounds i love that place Mm -hmm. um so i was in there chatting with one of the owners actually about the show right and then c-rock christine came in who's great shit she's a gal that we've known for a long time and i guess you've coordinated a lot with Mm -hmm. and she's like hey hey i got some people outside you you want (laughs) to meet them i'm like well yeah i mean like i'm here did she say there was 12 (laughs) she's like i got some people and she's like you know you can go if you don't want i'm like what and like walk by the people no i'll say hi to the people so then the people you know it's like i see a camera i see the boom i see the people and i'm like hey it's the people so that was really cool actually because that was complete serendipity never happened i mean from our end we thought it was all a setup right because we were being actually well, we were being yeah. led around town by Christine and, and and Ryan, the cameraman, and they were like taking pictures of us in different spots. And we're like, we were scheduled to go into that that store. It's, oh. a, it's Culta, Culta Vintage, right? Cult- Just- yeah. So Culta and Business Casual. It's like two gotcha. separate entities that yeah. operate together. So for yeah. so, so some strange reason, they wanted us in there. Um, but but then Christine said, "Why don't you guys hang out here for a second? Because I guess she saw you in there and went yeah, in to, to warn you yeah. <laughs> that uh, <laughs> that there's a group of Letterkenny super fans uh, that fanatics. Uh, fanatics that might uh, yeah might corner and, you in your store yeah, there. And, and embarrassingly, I got him. So I, I think I was the first person to meet you when we walked in, and I saw you and knew exactly and completely blank. I don't think I've ever been that sort of like caught in the moment. And you said your name. I'm like, of course I know your name. I I, I, I Host a Letter Kenny podcast and completely blank. Like, hi, I'm Camilla. I'm like, yeah, you are. Like, hi, I'm Matt. (laughs) (laughs) It totally caught me off guard. You know what, though? That's okay because I'd like to say now that the final season is out and people have seen the hair because I dyed my hair, Mm -hmm. um, I think that kind of helped people now. But beforehand, there was like a solid year at least where. I would be beside Missy at Starbucks and she's got an allegedly shirt on. I'm like, hey, right. staring deep in her soul, okay? <laughs> and not not even a blink. And she's like, show? I'm like, yeah, I've seen the damn show, okay? <laughs> so, um... You're talking about Missy, the hairstylist. 
No, Missy was just a random Missy. Oh, oh okay. A, a, ran, a random woman. That would be random. There's so many Missies and okay. buddies out there okay. that I've seen <laughs> that I'm like, you're wearing a shirt or you right. got a funny bumper sticker. Oh, Let's okay. connect. And they're like, who is this woman? All right. So I, I accept and appreciate the momentary pause okay yeah and, and did totally i get did fine. i get it right it was is missy also a hairdresser on on letter kenny or is that the or is it the wardrobe lady i think somebody in, on uh you base, have, you base have, camp is named missy isn't it you'll have to forgive him he's on maybe um, okay maybe not or maybe he's I on cold medication <laughs> i don't know maybe we're both forgetting. he's on cold medication i, I know right now <laughs> awesome's <laughs> listening and going you're an idiot out anyway it's all good. we have some cool names on the crew though there's yeah. some people that you can't forget like um one of um, our ads like Alex Champagne, like what a name! Then we have Ginger Martini. Ginger, yes, not Miss Ginger. Ginger. Is that who you're thinking of? Yes, it's Ginger. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Our, our stylist, like Ginger. Ginger Martini. What a freaking name! You yeah, know? it's a great so name. Cool. Super cool. Please name. don't yeah. tell Ginger Al thought her name was Missy. You know what? It, uh, sadly, <laughs> it won't be the first time I've messed up somebody's name to their face. So <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so let's get you. Let's get you to letter Kenny. Let's talk about first. You know, how did you get into acting? Well, I was, um, I was a really, really shy kid, mm-hmm. painfully so. And so uh, it was a bit of throwing spaghetti at the walls and seeing what stuck for my parents as to what to kind of bring me out of my shell. Um, and that was a bit of the introduction of finding my niche and then transition to theater. And then I became really obnoxious because just couldn't get me to shut up. Right. So it worked, I suppose. Um, and then, uh, I was just taking some classes and working down South, as I say, in Toronto mm-hmm. and, um, ended up getting an audition for Letterkenny, which oh, okay. I auditioned for in Sudbury. And, um, then when I received that job, it was just only contracted for a couple of days of work. So wow. I was 16. My mom had to be there on set with me, help adjust the whale tail. And, um, then from there, it was just, just kind of grew. So right. that. I would say was my my big main introduction into the industry and been the biggest to grow for my career so far. So, so you were still in high school. Yes, I was when, sixteen wow. when you started uh, Ladder County. Uh, I read mm-hmm. somewhere that in high school you played soccer and also guitar. Do you still? Yeah. Do you still play guitar? Um, I do. I've fallen out of it compared oh. to what I used to play. I was trained Spanish classical, so oh. I was I was taking a lot of lessons. Um, I started with violin prior to that, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I was a big big soccer player. I come from a really athletic family, so um, there's actually I think season th- two or three. Um, I finished on set I had a hard out time because my parents had to pick me up and drive me out of town to what's called OFSA it's like right. Ontario oh, yeah, we know the OFSA. Yeah, yeah 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 we know OFSA. yeah so I had to go to OFSA and I had a broken toe and I didn't tell anyone that I was working with because I didn't want them to know I was working with a broken toe and then I didn't tell my team or my coaches because I didn't want them to know I was playing with a broken toe wow. so <laughs> there's a lot of um, fun mix messy memories in Mm. terms of trying to bring like my work and my school and all of it together um and i didn't sleep a lot but i made it work somehow how does one break their toe (laughs) um how did i break my toe and which toe play play my my big toe oh Oh, wow okay yeah that one my my big right toe um and i'm right handed uh so that's my dominant foot and 
being a player, I was like, it's the first metatarsal and the biggest bone. And I have to, I have to kick like this. And anyway, so obviously I had a real high school musical moment come to Jesus kind of, what do I want to do? Do I want to keep playing soccer? Do I want to pursue um, the arts a bit more? So I think I made a decent choice. Or you're maybe biased, but we made agree. that choice for you. Yeah. Yeah. So. I still like to, you know, mess around and play around as much as I can, but things change. You grow up, yeah. you know, now to work. Uh, well, uh, like I said, we'll get to letter Kenny. We'll, we'll see, look at some of these other credits first here in 2018. You were in the room, the new romantic starring Jessica Barden. She's from the end of the fucking world and Camilla Mendes from Riverdale. Now, did you get to meet either one of them? And uh, what was that like? So I didn't get to work with uh, the other Camila. She was only in for a couple days. Right. Um, but I did spend a bit of time with Jesse, who's a really, really cool gal. Yeah. Um, well, she's amazing. And, and is, the, the end of the fucking world is, is a really good show. If anyone hasn't yeah. watched it, uh, check it out. Yeah, it's um, it's funny because when we were working on that uh, project together, she was saying that she had just come off of a project that mm. she filmed, which was the end of the fucking world. And they were in post on it. And wow. she was you know, just really kind of excited, but I'm sure, um, you know, I think the premise of that was a bit different and I don't know if it was intended to blow up the way it did outside of the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, because it really just, it really blew up, um, kind of in a sense of like how we, in terms of butter, can look at that exposure from Hulu? Yeah. It kind of had that similar kind of outside viewership. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, she, that was cool to see that kind of transition. And that's a really, uh, a fun fun movie i think it's still playing on air canada if you guys are going on vacation <laughs> oh yeah Where, where's that movie shot was that shot in toronto uh sudbury in, in sudbury oh wow yeah so i mean she's a uk actress right yeah uh and what what brought her to sudbury to do this movie so it's really interesting especially as somebody from canada in this industry mm-hmm. um that has worked predominantly in the Canadian industry. Yeah. Um, you really see what has been coined the term as exploitation, which it goes a lot further, but <laughs> essentially there are so many films, there's so many projects that you see, so many that are Canadian. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, it just comes out, it doesn't come out in the wash or whatever the case may be. Like, but the the talent, the crew, um, the locations, like all of it is happening here and, yeah. you know, it's just getting stamped and released from the U S. So, yeah. um, it was likely just, you know, there's a lot of like in the nitty gritty grants and things like that. It's sure. pretty attractive to film in Canada, especially yeah. in the North. So mm-hmm. probably something to do with that, but I'm sure it was <laughs> a bit of, uh, yeah, getting used to for her for a minute. So I think you, for everybody, especially in the winter. Since you were really still smack dab in, in the middle of high school when you were when you were doing Letter Kenny and you're doing uh, new romantics and so on and so forth, because it is Sudbury and because there is so much of an industry happening there, were your your classmates impressed or were they all like big deal? I'm also on a show next weekend or something like. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I don't know. I think uh, I think kids are weird mm. and um yeah That's i think kind. i think it <laughs> also <laughs> i'm not gonna i'm i'll say it verbatim my chemical romance didn't lie teenagers scare the living shit out of me um right. they did then they still do but i had like good friends that were you know thought it was really cool but it was kind of like weird mm-hmm. but that yeah. was okay because i i like doing the weird thing and i think people get mad when you do cool shit and it should 
stop you either way. So yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. My teachers, my teachers were really receptive to it. Um, especially as I went into post-secondary as well. Um, I have an English degree. So anytime I, I was always very transparent about it. So yeah. whenever I would share that with a professor, they would be so excited because they'd say it's for the art and, right. you know, what, and I think like historically at schools, the arts often get from all the others kind of get almost laughed at. And, and, and so I don't, I never understood it, but, and then they're laughing until they're not right. And then they realize, yes. like, Oh, wait, now it's cool because you've done mm -hmm. something with it. Well, yeah, you had to work your ass off doing because those it's other the things only... that you laughed at to now yeah. do something of, of stature. Like it's, But nothing's it's cool when you're a kid, right? Or when you're a teenager. Like, nothing is cool. Everything is so painfully embarrassing, even if you really want it to be cool. So, <laughs> That's yeah. fair. I think also with the arts, like, it's it's they're kind of dream professions, right? People don't really realistically... Uh, consider that you'll ever be successful uh in in, yeah. in the arts right you'll either kind of be busking it or you'll be a star and there's nothing in between yeah. and so people kind of dismiss it right because it's like ah, sure. yeah yeah come think, back to me when you have something serious to say yeah i think um coming from the environment that i'm in being in northern ontario we growing up would look more to sports sure. more to like hockey or things that are even though that is still such, you know, a difficult, difficult journey, it's more feasible. It's a really interesting kind of perspective to think of. Um, whereas that's one thing that I really like to try to drive home, especially to young artists or people that are, um, you know, maybe somewhere that isn't, you know, a huge city hub that you can find avenues and you can find pockets. You can find your people and your industry anywhere. You know, you can, yeah. and there's a huge testament to that, to the growing industry in Sudbury, mm -hmm. even from when Letterkenny started, it's just, well, you know, it's the, really, really propelled. The path for sports is more well-defined, right? Because you, you mm -hmm. play in school, then you go on to either the minor leagues or, or college sports. And then maybe if you're good enough, you become a pro the path yeah. in acting it's not very well defined, especially if you're living in a place like Sud Sudbury where maybe everything feels so far away, except this industry is percolating in Sudbury and growing. So that's why I was wondering whether it was already at a point where, oh, big deal, you know, everyone's acting now in Sudbury. Or at that point, not really. I not mean, yet. now it's definitely something where, you know, people can say, well, I've done background on this, or I've right. done this yeah. or that. Yeah. Um, actually, this final season, uh, there is uh, one of the D-Gen girls. Um, her name is Kendall, Kendall Christie. And she's one of my best friends, personally. Oh, wow. I've known her for years. So I kind of forced her to audition when this breakdown came out for the last season. And I didn't, I kept mum's the word. She booked it on her own merit. Um, she's fantastic, but she's, she's not an actor, but now she is. And she's realized, you know, this is maybe a cool path. And I think the ability to open people's eyes, like community over competition, especially with something like this, you know, like what I, what's meant for me, isn't meant for you, isn't meant for them. Yeah. And to see anybody else, I think to embrace that. And, you know, it's like we mentioned before, you know, people kind of wait and leave arts on the back burner until you need it. until you're going through a hard time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you need something to make you feel better. Then what do you turn to? Yeah. You know? Well, I didn't want to get into the letter Kenny stuff just yet, but one of our listeners did send in a question kind of uh, related, related to this. So I'll, I'll ask it. And it's uh, Jay from sure. Edmonton. He just uh, asked on, as a local on set, uh, were you able to sneak any of your friends on, you know, as background or crew members? Uh, you mentioned your best friend is, is actually got a role as one of the D gen girls, but even earlier on, were you able to do any of that? Um, 
no, I never really, truthfully, I've, I had, you know, a couple of bows that I wanted to bring by when I was younger. And mm. I don't think, I think they were probably a bit too intimidated by all the boys that were protecting me on set. Sure. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> that checks uh, out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They always said, you know, got any problems, bring them our way. But um, no, I honestly, not really. I, when I was younger, because I think I was, I was so young, I was the youngest. Mm-hmm. I thought everyone was so cool. And so talented and I needed to be normaler right. and I really like it took a long time for me to come out of my shell mm-hmm. um so I think I really just kind of I was a big sponge for the first few years for sure in uh 2019 you were in a movie called American Hangman with uh Donald Sutherland who's uh there's a legendary name there and uh, Vincent uh, Carthize for, Carthizer from Mad Men and Jess Salguero. Now, at this point, did you already know Jess? Was she already on Letter Kenny or? Um... No, and I didn't meet her on no. that either. Mm-hmm. Um, so that it's funny. It's funny to see the way in which our careers have kind of intersected right. um, without having any clue. Or I think of a lot how I grew up on Are You Afraid of the Dark? I still watch that show. It's a Canadian iconic classic. I was watching Jacob Tierney my entire childhood and I had no clue. And not knowing it. Yeah. Not knowing it, you know? So it's funny how things come full circle, but no, I learned like years later Mm -hmm. um, about Jess on that, uh, on that project. Well, what about Donald Sutherland? Did you get any, I didn't get to meet him. Yeah. I didn't meet him. I didn't meet uh, Vincent. He was, um, he was uh, larger than life. Cool kind of guy it was from admin um, yeah that's uh that's a yeah. Big deal. yeah yeah pretty damn cool but uh yeah i didn't get to meet donald sutherland on that but that was out in uh, muskoka so that was like a really cool pretty kind of shoot mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now in 2019 you also fulfilled one of your obligations as a letter kenny cast member you were in the hallmark movie <laughs> it seems <laughs> it seems like all your cast members fellow cast members need to be on a hallmark movie a winter love story in 2019 <laughs> you want to can you talk about that at all um so i i i love hallmark i think it's great mm-hmm. um but it's, it's really interesting when you work on something like Letterkenny and you're such a well-oiled machine with like the cast and the crew. And it was just like a different pace. Sure. So it was something I really wasn't used to. Um, but I really liked being able to see it because of course everybody's watching Hallmarks and everybody's, you know, as much as you'd like to say, like you're not sitting there all day watching them. It happens. Um, <laughs> so uh, it was just interesting because I think I was there for like, a page of work and I was like, Oh, we would have done like 20 on mother Kenny by now. Right. Yeah. It's just like a different, it's a whole other beast. <laughs> like I honestly, and it's not a testament to like anything, but just the except like, I don't even know mm-hmm. they're superhuman. Our mm-hmm. crew is just superhuman. Yeah. It's wild. Like my, my neighbor works, he's a camera guy in the industry and he works on shows like Titans and stuff like that. And he talks, we, we're, we're talking about it all. And I referenced that you guys crushed like, 20 pages a day like probably more in yeah. some cases and he's like on a really good day we maybe get through six like on our mm-hmm. best day and it's like shows mm-hmm. the caliber and obviously it's a different kind of show and the, the effects sure. are very different but yeah you, you guys everyone's articulated the very well-oiled machine you all show up you know what's expected you crush it and you have a blast doing it mm-hmm. absolutely and uh that's 
something that's taken getting used to on other sets. And again, it's just a testament to the way that we've like interdependently worked for years together. Yeah. But uh, to see other sets, like say they wrapped their day at two pages and we say 22, they're like, yeah, okay. I was born in the night, but it wasn't last pal. Yeah. <laughs> but I swear to God, we just, we would rip yeah. right through them. Do you feel that that makes you almost more prepared when you go to some of these other shows when the expectation on Letterkenny is, yeah, you're going to crush 20 pages, but if you're only expected to do one and that the pacing's so. at a different level. I, I would say so. I think also um, the need when we were, because we could work so quick and we had a lot of the time, such a condensed amount of time to crush out a season or two. Um we would have some long days and it would be like jumping from, you know, one cold open to the next or something. And just having to run those lines to be so meticulous. And as like Jared always said, and we just drilled into our head, you, you know, you got to keep it tight. You got to keep it tight. You really got to keep it fucking tight. So we just go, 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 go. So you get really good at tongue twisters too, after a while. Um, I but I would say that really dials you in and especially the, the camaraderie of us doing it, it dials you in in a different way to approach other uh, projects and other prep for sure. By the way, feel free to give us your Gerald or Jared impression. Uh, we've had it from other cast members. So if you have one, now's your chance to, to give your Jared <laughs> Kiso impression. I don't know if I can do it. Oh. <laughs> okay. I think I could just, I think I just like, I like when I liked it. My Wayne impression is just very still. So I think my Jared impression would be, <laughs> just a, a squinty smile. Yeah. I can't, yeah, but I can't get the eyes just right. It's a little. Our listeners are missing out so yeah. hard right With now. With your permission, I might no. just post a little video Wait, snippet of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the thumbnail. Perfect. That's it. That's amazing. I'm still, still working on it, but um, yeah, I'm, a, I'm, I'm settled with that one. There you go. Uh, not too long ago, maybe a month or so ago, I was watching a movie called Priscilla and I'm like, Hey, that looks like Camila. I'm like, is it? And I checked out IMDb. I'm like, Oh my God, you're in the Elvis movie <laughs> by <laughs> directed by Sophia Coppola. I mean, talk about a wow. big deal. How'd you get yeah. it? First of all, well, coming off the heels of letter, Kenny, mm -hmm. you know, such a bittersweet time because you know, we just love, love this damn thing so much. We all, you guys know, we all love it. Um, so, you know, just feeling like, okay, so the next time I go to work is not going to be with all these people that I, you know, I'm used to, it's not going to be like going home really. Yeah. So that was the first project that I jumped onto afterwards. So the audition process for that was pretty quick. It was just because it's a small role, but it was, um, an improv audition actually. Mm -hmm. So that was a fun way to kind of exercise those muscles um, in a way that's you know quite different from Letterkenny being um, you know a period piece and Sophia yeah. Coppola. It's just so introspective. Um, so I actually had to do that audition very quickly in a pinch with my mom. Mm -hmm. um, so we did some improv together and we flirted naturally. Um, and then I, yeah, I booked that one, which was really cool. Lots of, lots of detail went into every aspect of processing. Everything from the undergarments were true vintage. It was incredible. The wardrobe was incredible. Styling was fantastic. They could just 
I had to wear a wig yeah. and they could just look at your head and they could just tell what was going to like suit you, the colors, everything. Yeah. So it was definitely a different world. And, um, I love Sofia Coppola. I have for a long time. Sure. So if I were to tell myself, you know, 10 years ago that I had that experience, it's a big deal. I yeah. would have been worried. I would have been worried about a light bulb <laughs> off upstairs. So right. yeah. it's definitely, it was definitely cool. Where was that um, shot? Very, Toronto. Was it that in Toronto? Was shot in Toronto. Yeah, they um, built an incredible, incredible uh, Graceland set. It was massive. Oh, so that was, was a set. That backyard party was a set. Oh, all of that was a set. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, everything. It was uh, all built on a big soundstage in Mississauga. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it would be the level of detail on yeah. that set was yeah. beyond. Wow. I, But also there, because of that level of detail, it was... Uh, locked pretty tight so i, I don't bet. have any i yeah. don't have any of the secret snaps to work no. back on unfortunately <laughs> that's but, too bad yeah but uh, it was an experience <clears throat> yeah it must have been a great experience i mean big deal movie because i mean priscilla herself was involved in it right as a producer or something or yes um i don't believe she was around on set unfortunately that was probably yeah. quite a trying time for her like sure. her daughter's passing yeah, as yeah, well yeah. when we were in production with that um but uh yeah it was really cool to see um again as somebody from little old Sudbury mm-hmm. that um to be in a room with Sofia Coppola and Philippe Sword, who's you know an Oscar uh winning cinematographer yeah. and to see the ways in which they work um is definitely definitely special right, another fun it, moment. it was like a mostly female crew too right yeah yeah and and um to see the way, uh, and it's really cool on Letterkenny because to have Jacob direct every single episode yeah. is so badass. Right. You know, I don't think people outside of our industry really understand that. Um, but then to see the way on the opposite end of the spectrum for Priscilla to see the way that Sophia could so subtly command the room and be so certain in her choices mm-hmm. and um, co- like the collaboration in that sense where you know, she had such a clear vision. Yeah. Um, so Coppola coded um, yeah. was really damn cool to uh, to witness for sure. Were you able to like pick up any pointers? Is it like, is directing something you might be interested in doing one day or? Um, I don't know about directing per se. I would say maybe more writing. I wouldn't, I wouldn't discount anything. I'm still, I still feel like I'm fresh out with the acting womb, the yeah. art, artistry womb. I'm feel like i'm learning so much that i don't want to say yes or no really to anything um but just to see the way i think it's important to understand the interdependence of all the aspects of what you're doing and like why i as an actor need that random person in the corner that you know like maybe doesn't say anything all day when they're holding something really heavy and they don't move. Like, why is that important to me? And like, why do I, do I need that? And like, you know, there's so much that goes into it. Um, I think just being able to have value for every part just makes you better and makes you able to work better with other people. Sure. Yeah. It makes sense. All right. Let's get you to the ladder, Kenny, then. So you're 16, you're in high school. And uh, you said you were working in the city as well, though. What were, what were you doing? Some modeling or something? Or, or um, I was yeah. So I started with like commercial stuff. Oh, um, yeah, like uh, commercial work and like print and that kind of thing in Toronto. Mm-hmm. But in high school, like I worked as a barista. Okay. I had like a normal job throughout 
all all of high school and university did and you, so Letter did, County. Did you have an agent then that called you up and said, hey, there's this thing being shot in Sudbury. You might want to look at this. Yeah, my poor parents when I was in high school yeah. would drive me to Toronto for an audition. And then I would have one the next day. So then we would just stay. Yeah. Then we go home. But then there's one the following day. Oh. So good for them. Um, That's amazing, though. Yeah. Like, good for I, them. As as I've grown up and matured and see, you know, that shocking moment where you realize your parents are also people. Right. Um, <laughs> I I had that. <laughs> and uh, I really realized the amount of sacrifice that they put in just because they knew how badly I wanted to do it. Right. Do you have siblings? So, I have an older brother. Okay. And he played hockey. So I went to many tournaments. Oh. Okay. Oh A couple <laughs> auditions. No. Yeah. He, he, you're still miles and miles from him. And way cheaper, probably. Exactly. You're, way you're, way cheaper. you're probably way ahead in the ledger in terms of money spent for sure. <laughs> yeah. So um yeah, I had an agent consistently. I just kind of even as I went into university because I didn't really know how to navigate that. And truthfully, I love learning. I loved school. Um, but I just felt I needed to go through the motions. I felt if I didn't do it, then I probably never would, which yeah. isn't really a bad thing. Like, I mean, it was what it was, but I just kind of felt I wanted to do that. So I kind of took a step back as well from auditioning and stuck with Letterkenny. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting because I wasn't intending on staying in Sudbury. So I had accepted my offer to uh, go to U of T in Toronto and Letterkenny is what kept me around because if I wasn't, if I wasn't in town and I was out of town for school, I wouldn't have been able to come back to work. So I kind of made that choice. And then, so you auditioned, is there anything, uh, can you remember that audition? Like, was there anything interesting that you had to do for the audition? Um, I remember it was the first scene that we see with Bonnie. Um, in the convenience and, store? Yes, oh, okay. with the ice. And she forgot to scan it. Um, and I remember being nervous and feeling like I, I remember fumbling a word. And in my brain, I was like, oh, my God, you're so dumb. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then I left. And I'm like, oh, my God, I don't feel good about that at all. And then, <laughs> and then I got... I was like 16. Okay. The world ended. Mm-hmm. And then, um, <laughs> I got an email and it said booked. And I said, what the heck do that mean? <laughs> um, and I had booked it. So yeah, it was, I was like, Oh, okay. That's cool. Um, and then I remember, um, Jared saying he had watched my tape and he had liked it. And, um, that obviously was a good feeling. And ever since then, he's like the best cheerleader. And any it's, it's it's very strange. It's almost like he can tell if you aren't feeling like hundo p on something, and he just will like that text comes through at seven p.m. and he's like, "That was great shit today." And you're like, oh. Oh. "What a guy!" Yeah, what a guy. <laughs> wow. So was he the? So who did you speak to first when you like? Do you remember that? Like when you you got the email that said you're booked, and then the first conversation around what was going to come. Do you remember those interactions? Um, I think my first first thing in terms of prep was uh, fitting and kind of uh, those were always really fun for me, uh, my fittings. Um, getting a handle on what I was comfortable with, what I wasn't comfortable with, which was yeah. always a conversation um, that I was very much included in. Um, mm-hmm. There have been quite a few times where I looked at something and I said, nope. And they said, perfect. 
no problem. Uh, so that was kind of the beginning of it. And just that initial conception of Bonnie, uh, which was pretty small at the beginning. And then I believe it was more so going into season two and three, uh, where there was more substance and personality put into her. And, um, Jared always kind of popped like little bits of me in there, which was really fun. Amazing. Had you had you been familiar with the like Letterkenny Problems series online or anything of that nature going into this? I mean, I I was a high school kid in Northern Ontario. Like, yeah, every kid and their dog had seen those things. Okay, um, so I definitely knew what they were. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, I had seen them. I knew like I had cousins that their buddies that are you know like down in like Toronto area that had seen them and. Um, yeah, so it had definitely started to like trickle in, trickle into the culture. Yeah. So you, so you knew kind of what was coming your way, like you knew the style and the approach that that was in front of you. Honestly, I I had a slight inkling, but I really didn't, especially because with the audition scene that I did, it was kind of so different and nuanced, and it wasn't this like cold open sort of thing. Oh. Um, so I was still, I was like still pleasantly surprised by what was coming my way. I would say. Oh. Had was an idea it, for the flavor, but was it a, just a pure coincidence that you're from Sudbury and the show is in Sudbury, or or do you think that there's like I'm just wondering, you know, if this show was taking place in Toronto or some suburb in in BC, right? Like I'm I'm you know I'm wondering you know that connection is it serendipitous or is it or is it more than that? I don't know. I would like to think that it is because of how incredible and awesome I am. Yeah, you are. Um, <laughs> Own it. I'm well, like, I'm sure it's pretty great that I get to wake up in my own bed and no one has to drive me to work in the morning. Like I like it really. It's just so it's like a lottery, right? I mean, so but it ridiculous. really is. And it's so <laughs> it's funny because like, I mean, we're all, you know, we all love working. We all like money and employment. And as an actor, it's, not a consistent thing so um it's funny that this was the the way that it ended up working where like most of the time you're having to leave and you know all of my friends like coming from out west like you know bc we have people coming from montreal like everywhere and i'm the one that just gets to like roll out of bed it's totally this concept that we have that like the the right job will just come to you like if it's not meant meant for you it won't be yours but if it's meant for you it will be and i can't feel that bonnie was meant for anyone else bonnie was so meant for me well and when when we love that we've interviewed so many of the others and they call it summer camp when they when they got to go shoot letter kenny but for you it was just home right it was just uh, I, I went across town um yeah yeah do you feel I like mean, maybe you missed out on a bit of that or or is it because you were too young anyway to hang out with them at the bars afterwards or whatever you couldn't really do that's it. that's kind of the thing i mean i i would i think sometimes that maybe you know i missed out on some fun stuff mm-hmm. towards the beginning but i was so young anyways sure. that i what i wouldn't have been able to go to the bar and um i was still just you know like i was thinking about like prom and my homework and sure. stuff so <laughs> um i think it's nice the way that like it's grown and transitioned as I've gotten older, you know, like we have a bit of a joke. Like I think um, Evan would say to me, like, you know, he, he raised me. He's so happy to have raised me because, you know, like I went from being this little kid to all of a sudden being like, okay guys, you know, I'm ready to be, I'm ready to be fun and part of it now. Mm -hmm. Um, So. And they're all so over it by then. Right. (laughs) And they're like, they're like, 
felt like you're the cool one now. Like, and I'm like, no, you're cool. Um, but you know, I, I'm good at giving like the restaurant recommendations and stuff or, you know, the secret little pockets in town, but like, you know, cool hikes, things like that. All right. Well, you, uh, you, know. you brought this up. Joey from Colorado, as a native uh, or local to Sudbury, what spots did you show the rest of the crew and cast and what are must-see stops in Sudbury? Um, I mean, obviously, a must-see stop is Peppy's. We all know that. But mm-hmm. I, I can't say I showed that to everybody, obviously, because I didn't. Right. Um, one of my favorite restaurants here is called Pat and Mario's. Oh, um, okay. I don't, P&M's Cuisina is what I think it's now rebranded as. Um, so that's kind of like a Greek Italian fusion. It's like always busy, always loud and happy. Um, we have great fish and chips and Clarny. That is like a bit of a, a drive, like 40 ish minutes out of town, but it's a necessary one. Um, what else did I show them? <laughs> well, little Montreal is great for karaoke. <laughs> Yeah, Matt we closed that one out. Yeah, I don't remember I, the tail end of that night, but I was there. I remember every time I've done karaoke at Little Montreal because I've been sober, and that's awful because I've made some really questionable sober choices. That's- no one wants to listen to Bohemian Rhapsody after the second minute. <laughs> I would have been up there rocking it with you, though. Just, just saying. Crazy rap by Afro Man. <laughs> oh, jeez. No. <laughs> just said that on the internet he has another song <laughs> yeah All right. so that, yeah. T- that that also takes care of jeff from maine's question he was looking for uh you know tourist three less touristy places because uh, he uh is planning a trip to sudbury soon so uh um Ooh. but he's been there before so he's already done uh, the peppies and the uh mm-hmm. um uh little Montreal and, and all that stuff. So if there's anything, yeah, science North. So if there's anything maybe off the beaten path, uh, I would say, I don't, I don't want to like, well, there's a, a street. I don't know. Do you guys think it's okay to say like where the, the strip is that they would see really the sights? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. So like there's it. out of, out of on your way out of town one mm-hmm. way. So there's Dupuis drive, which is where you're going to find, um, mcmurray's uh which is a really really actually cool place were you guys out there when you were here i don't know about that no, one we didn't no, that doesn't that ring a bell um it's like i don't know if it's like a single family that lives there but it is like just like a bustling huge farm like land they've oh, so you're t- the mcmurray's it's, farm you mean the ranch house yeah, or, yeah. beautiful yeah, okay. so that's yeah. just down uh dupuis and right the like the corner of the road from Dupuis and Cote Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Cote Boulevard is where you find the farm. Right. Um, yeah, we've been there. Yeah. yeah, and you can see it for people that are like driving and trying to find it. If you look to the side, you see the, yeah. the white and the green and you can see the barn. So that is something that would be for sure cool to see. Uh, he's already yeah. mapped it out, I'm sure, listening to this. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Don't go up the yeah, lane, no, we, though, we, we had a, Yeah. <laughs> Don't go up the we lane. We had a fantastic right. time up, up there. I mean, I, I feel like it's like a bit of a hidden gem, but we closed out 84 Station a couple times. <laughs> that That's, is a cool spot. Yeah, yeah, we love that. So spot. unique, so interesting. And it feels like I kept describing this like your buddy's basement. Like it's like they had beer sitting in <laughs> With coolers. The coolers. Like, come on. <laughs> and the, and the bars are made of just two by fours. <laughs> 
place. I think I went there one time and I, because they have a bunch of board games and cards and stuff. Yeah, I think yeah. I played like solitaire and like, didn't realize I was sitting there by myself for like three hours, <laughs> but there was always a beer in front of me. And I think that's how they get you. That's how they get you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, YYZ Gord. He said he loved you in uncle Eddie's trust. And I feel like that's kind of your coming out episode. Maybe that um, he wants to know what's your favorite episode for your character. I do. I have quite fond memories of um, that episode. Mm -hmm. One, I I agree. I think that was really Bonnie kind of coming out of her shell a bit. Um, But I remember those were very early mornings and it was pretty chilly. And I was in that dress Mm -hmm. and I was standing on top of like a barrel thing that had to be secured with people holding it. And then I'm dealing with like wind and these Marilyn Monroe moments. So that was a lot. (laughs) Um, uh, But that was a fun one to film. I, I think a lot about um, the Christmas special. I had a huge scar on my leg from a crotch rocket from sitting down wrong, not, not a bike girl. And, um, I had like a huge bandage and I had stockings and it was super hot and we filmed it in the summer on a soundstage, but I just like, I left my face hurt. My, my, like my entire abdomen was sore. I had laughed my ass off that day. That was such a fun, fun day. Like shooting that episode was so fun. And then to see it come to life too. Um, and then I have to say just for the girls, for our sake, international women's day, such a fun episode, both to get processed for prep for like the writing was incredible. Um, you know, like that in itself to have kind of flip the script and have the women saying these hilarious things, which (laughs) some of it was hard to get through, but was so kick-ass the, like the way that like they were given such creative liberties on our hair and our makeup and just to be able to have fun that I think translates into the energy of the episode and the final, um, final product of it. Mm-hmm. So those are probably my top, like first off my brain. Nice. Solid, solid choice. Yeah. yeah. Casey from okay, Virginia. Yeah. She said it was fantastic to watch you grow with your character. And she says, thank you. Uh, she, uh, she says, uh, Bonnie seemed to interact with most of the other characters, even if it was just mo- momentary overlap. Uh, were there any characters you wish Bonnie got more screen time with? Yeah, I think um, I think it would have been fun to see Bonnie interact with Tannis. I feel like oh. Tannis could have taken her kind of under her wing. I mean, we see we see the kinship that Bonnie and Katie form, but I think we could have had like a hardcore girl group or something going on. Oh. I think that would have been cool. Because Dio and I didn't really have too much um, interception on camera. So that's one thing we've thought would have been fun. And more Glenn and Bonnie, because I love those two together, <laughs> always. Have you pitched the idea to Kiso for his 49 episodes that he needs to figure out what to do with? No, I I, I just worked there and I would hope to work there again. And I'm sure whatever his brain comes up with is going to be fucking brilliant because it's yeah. Jared. So, I mean, you know. Very good. Tobias from Missouri uh, wants to know, as a Sudbury native, what changes have you seen for the city uh, having uh, Letter Kenny there? Um, it's definitely uh, helped grow some spirit. I mean, Sudbury is wonderful. I mean, I'm biased, but um, it's definitely been cool to see the way that the city has embraced the show. 
Um, we have actually uh, a cool little like workout park, um, Mutter Kenny uh, at, at Bell Park um, in Sudbury. And just like the ways that it's integrated even with Shorthy now and with the wolves and the way that we see kind of that spirit come to life in Sudbury is, is really cool. It's like, um, it, it sounds silly, but it feels like a school spirit. Like you're sure. talking about summer camp. It feels like that kind of raw, raw, revved up um, kind of energy. Really right. fun. Well, I mean, we've lived in the GTA all our lives. And our first time ever in Sudbury was last year <laughs> to come and visit you guys. And last year we visited Sudbury three times because of yeah. the show. So, I mean, you know, we can't say enough about it. I think it's a, it's a, it's a hidden gem for sure. Uh, that I, I think it's being less and less hidden. Infinite yeah, train so tracks lakes. as yeah. well. <laughs> yes. So many lakes. Mm-hmm. Like we've got tons of fresh water. Yeah. Good blueberry picking in the summer. Lots of blueberries. Yeah. And I think, I, and we've talked about this on other episodes, but one of the things I was most impressed with as we went around those couple tours that we were there, everyone we talked to within the community, everyone knew about Letterkenny or Shorzy, mm-hmm. and no one had a bad thing to say about the production. Which oh, I really? think, yeah, like I don't think there was a single bad. Everyone's like, oh yeah, Letter Kenny, oh yeah, sure. It's like there was genuine excitement. Like our server at one of the restaurants had a small part as like a background. Like everyone went, someone, everyone had their own story to tell about the crew or the cast or just being a part of it in some way or indirectly. Um, but all positivity. That's cool, and that's you know I think. You know, there's the that idea that just like logistically, there's might going to be one person that's kind of annoyed because we film across from their house or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. But to just a general consensus of like to embrace it and be open to it and like it being here is really awesome. And yeah. I think has helped us kind of transcend into that level of comfortability that we've built and that the continuation of the Letterkenny cinematic universe feels mm-hmm. here, you know, to be really embraced as a Sudburyan, I'm, you know, probably not the best person to ask, but I think of, you know, our producers, I think of Jared and people that have been coming here now for years that genuinely love it. Yeah. You know, well, we said we, we were there twi- uh, three times this past year, twice because of the show, but once because we kept on saying we got to bring the kids up here. And we mm-hmm. did in the summer, Tanya and I brought our yeah. kids up and we went to a farmer's market and we were told now, am, is this true? Was there somebody maybe related to you at that farmer's market? My mom. Yes. So I remember she came home that day. She goes, Hey, I was talking to someone. I'm like, what are you talking about lady? Um, <laughs> yeah. My mom was there. I was that the day that I saw you guys. Uh, no, this is some, so we didn't, we didn't approach, cause I didn't know which one was your mom. So I didn't uh, approach oh. it, but us, oh, okay. I think one of uh, our party when we were there. No, before, at science North. Oh, science North. Science so North. yeah. So that was yeah. the previous time when we were there with, uh, with K rock or C rock, sorry, C-Rock. not K rock. <laughs> um, they said, Oh, Bonnie's uh, mom works here somewhere. And, and I think one of our party knew which one uh, your mom was and went up and talked to her. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Go. Um, yeah, my mom is a maker and she's, um, she sets up at the the market. And I remember she had told me, she said, I just saw some people that love butter Kenny and they knew me. And I said, mom, they don't know you. You're not on the show, mom. <laughs> <laughs> this is about me, mom, not you. <laughs> she's famous adjacent. Yeah. yeah. But you know, science North is a cool place. Oh, yeah, very Bring your kids. Mm-hmm. Like that's cool. Dynamic earth. There's 
there are a lot of cool little things, even like some of our hiking trails, but in the city, like I'm saying Killarney, which is, you know, just a little bit outside. Mm -hmm. Even I think, um, Manitoulin Island for us, because for me, that's something that's, you know, like maybe a couple hours away, but the biggest freshwater island in the world mm-hmm. that's really cool that's a very pretty place if you guys yeah, it's a place we've either. always meant to go to but mm-hmm. we haven't gone yet yeah. you must you absolutely must you won't regret it uh mike from new jersey said you you remarked in your ama that your dream role would be to play a final girl in a horror movie uh who would your inspiration for the role be and how would you defeat the killer <laughs> <laughs> that's a great question yeah, that's good well question. thanks mike from new jersey um, <laughs> have to say of course i get some inspiration from michelle because she's our true final girl she's already been there done that and got the t-shirt um but i love like old horror i lo- i would love to be you know the new jamie lee curtis i'd love to be a little scream queen um i don't know exactly yet how i would defeat the killer i think because i'm small and i'm nimble i could you know run and I, I know the tropes. I'm not, if, if I hear the scary thing, I'm not going to go down there. I would use my logic. <laughs> and I think I would win that way. With logic and reason. <laughs> I would yes. defeat the killer with logic and reason. <laughs> I don't think that's ever yes. ever happened in a horror movie ever. So you've perhaps, got something already. <laughs> and perhaps maybe throughout that final conversation, you know, where they're finally talking about, you know, the, their why. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a trigger word and I can sit down and then we can unpack the trauma <laughs> instead. And then it could be a happy ending for everybody. Get, get the killer to open up about his mom and stuff. Yeah, The mask good. comes off and everything and then just tears and it ends. I don't think that's a, I think this, that's I don't a think horror this movie anymore. anymore but. It's a psychological it sounds like a weird rom-com. It sounds like it's beginning to look like a, a Hallmark card. Yeah. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Jez from Perth, Australia. He says, aside from maybe Alex McCooey, your character must have one of the most iconic introductions into scenes, which I'm sure gets used in public a lot. What is your response to this? And does it get overused or is it still charming or a bit of both? I really don't hear that in person ever. Um, it's amazing. It happens- like I've heard you say that before and like other on your TikTok and in yeah. other interviews. How do people not like just whenever you walk into a room? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's yeah, it's not really a thing here on the internet. It certainly is. Sure. I see a lot of it on social media, mm-hmm. which um, I mean, like, I think it's cool. It doesn't bother me. I mean, if people are kind and they love a character, I, you know, I love characters too. And um, it, it makes me feel happy that people really like Bonnie. Um, but I think it's happened to me in person once or twice in Florida. Once actually was a bit jarring. It was, um, I was at a Panthers game and I heard it across the arena. So I don't know where it even came from. (laughs) It could have been a figment in my imagination, but I swear it happened out loud. (laughs) That's trippy. So I had heard it. Cause you know, there's a bit of that echo in there. Um, But uh, otherwise, no. I I would probably wow. be a little bit alarmed. I'd probably jump because I'd be like, ah, yeah. but I would be happy. It just doesn't happen. So interesting. I love that you were in Florida and you went to a hockey game instead of the beach. That's <laughs> I did both. <laughs> you can't take you can take a girl out of Canada, but yeah. <laughs> there you go. Dennis from the UK wants to know: should should Bonnie have ended up with Derry? You 
know, I I understand. And I also understand people that are bummed about Bonnie not getting her dance. Um, but I think those things can just kind of live symbolically in the sense that, you know, we have like, we have Daryl back mm-hmm. in that last scene and we kind of see him. And truthfully, I think I had mentioned this in my AMA, but um, Nate and I, we really crafted I would say crafted, choreographed, sparked a revolution with what we put together to dance on camera. And you saw probably point like five. There's a lot of fast cuts. Yeah, (laughs) man, we were drenched in sweat. Sure. I'm going to say we committed to it for everybody. Um, (laughs) That's all I'm going to say there. But I think it's just this idea that, you know, things are going to continue to live and exist as they are. and. like, I think that's enough. I think that that seed of, you know, this like coy, you know, bashful, like playful flirtiness can live because we've seen that so up and down with them. So I'm I'm content with how Bonnie ended up. OK, we're, we're running almost at an hour here. I hope you, you have a few more minutes. Just oh. OK. Just want to make sure. For sure. Um, Joey from Colorado. Now, this is Joey speaking, not us. OK, so keep yes. that in mind. He says, yes. Did you think it was staged or were you genuinely in shock when you ran into the hottest Letterkenny podcast out there last May? If you could ask the greatest Letterkenny universe podcast one one question, what would it be? That's from Joey from Colorado. I swear to God. We had nothing to do with that. And Joey was there with us. Joey was there, by the way. Joey was there. Well, I was firsthand account. He'll know. I was genuinely, genuinely stunned. Uh I'm not not that good of an actor yet you guys that was truly truly crazy i think if i had honestly if i could ask you guys a question it would be how you managed to find the time and like have found each other within this like world of letter kenny and then continued on well it was easy we started during a pandemic when we had nothing else to do (laughs) this was it right i forgot that we all yeah yeah we were all locked in we had this was our social interaction every week yeah and then we were sequestered to do this yeah and when the pandemic ended we we felt obliged to continue but uh yeah uh, yeah. and very early into the show the we started building the community through like private dm chats on twitter at the time and now onto discord and that's when the, the the extended family just grew right so the people you all saw in sudbury they're, they're like good friends of ours at this point. Like well, that was the first time we had ever hung out in person, most of us. Yeah. But we spent a whole weekend in Sudbury, but it was like us hanging out with our best friends. That so, is so cool. It was all found centered around the show. Yeah, That is so awesome. Uh, final li- li- listener. It's not even a question, just a comment. He says, no questions, just high praise for a talented actress jumping onto a show and stealing every scene with her wit and charm. Can't wait to see what she's working on next. That's from our buddy Justin in the UK. So... Uh, oh, I'm blushing, Justin. <laughs> Amazing. So I know because we we know we now know we kind of knew at the time, but when when we were there the first time in Sudbury, we got to tour all the sets, the the, the farmhouse kitchen, the skids basement, and it was all still dressed because we were there the day after season twelve wrapped. Right. We had no clue, obviously, that that was the last season. Um, mm-hmm. but we had some inkling and we had some some hints worth dropped, and so we were you know you know, expecting the worst, but anyway, um, but I mean, after that, Shorzy was shot a few more times and again, you're in Sudbury. So were you ever tempted or did you ever like sneak over to base camp to say hi to, 
Jared and Ginger no, and no, you never did really. I, I didn't. Um, there have been a couple of times that um, I, I want to connect with, with them just to, you know, kind of, yeah, see what's going on. Yeah. I like one of my side passion projects. I love to shoot analog film, like uh, mm-hmm. super eight film. So even just like we have such a crazy, awesome crew, like to bug Billy buttery and like right. get in his brain on, you know, from the opposite end of the camera and not have to be worried about, you know, coming from his lens, but you know what he's seeing, like, I would yeah. love to kind of see that. Um, but no, there, there are definitely times where like, when I know that they're here, mm-hmm. that's, that's enough and they're working and they're doing their thing. And I know what that's like and sure. the grind of those days. So, um, yeah, I think also I was just for a long time. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. So but well, now, you yeah. know, I've always loved to see anybody and I like see people around town. I'll like, see him across the street like what's up dude you know yeah. so i know they're always kicking they're always around that last rave scene on in, in that was that the final shooting day no we shot that um i think we had four or five days left okay it wasn't the fun it was very close to the end mm-hmm. um but it was not the final day and that was intentionally scheduled as such because we knew it was even on the last day, the last thing we shot was um, the scene uh, with the smoke in the basement where we're kind of all going around. Right, right. So Bonnie and Tyson yeah. are dancing together. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Students, I yeah. remember as we uh, were about to start rolling, um, Jay Burton kept making little jokes at me because he's also a Sudbury guy. So I know him yeah. really, really well. Yeah. And he kept saying, and i was crying and i was like sure i'm dancing and i'm like please be quiet i'm not being what an ass i'm just poking you (laughs) imagine me um so that was the final scene we shot um especially with the the rave scene with um breaking the fourth wall yeah the skids the thank you i would have been i would have been a puddle if i had to go home and never come back after that Yeah, that well, was so powerful. It was powerful, but and, I also love that. I mean, you you brought back um um Kelly and and Jess, and I mean, you brought back a bunch yeah. of people just for that scene. So that's why I was wondering whether mm-hmm. it was the last day or not. Was it all shot in one day? Um, for like the rave stuff specifically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think we crushed that out pretty quick. I think it was a couple days. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we were able to get some coverage of people as needed while they were there Um, because that's the other thing too. We have such like awesome people that they're, you know, working on other shows. So it's hard to get everybody uh, at the uh, same time. Jess Algaro wasn't anywhere in that last season, except for the last scene, Kelly McCormick, Mm -hmm. uh, Melly Scrofano. So they all just came for that last scene. Yeah. And I think also, I mean, they've been part of it like for so long too. I think if, if given that opportunity, I would like to think that they, you know, Mm-hmm. We're a hundred percent in for that. It's always nice yeah. to, even though like <laughs> you kind of make the joke, you know, like when we had announced it and especially my Instagram comments, everything like, you know, you will live on forever. I'm not dying. <laughs> I, as a, as a human, I'm still here, you know, like we're, you know, we're all still kicking and we're there to restream, but to be able to kind of have that goodbye in that environment, I think was important, even though, yeah. you know, the relationships continue, but, that little bubble to be able to be present in it for a final sure. time, I think was super special for everybody. How was that rap party? Hell of a good time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was a great time. Tandy, do you have any other questions? 
Um, I just want to say thank you so much for, for sharing your time with us. This has been absolutely wonderful to, to listen to you and to hear all of the, the, the wonderful um, stories and, and messages that you have. Uh, what are you hoping for next? What's, what's the next five years for you look like? Oh, geez. I mean, in five years, I'll be 30. So I don't know what that means for me. I would like to think that I'm continuing on um, finding happiness and working and exploring and having more incredible human experiences. But um, I think uh, I feel I feel a certain confidence I wouldn't say I had, say, a year ago just based off of um, the love and support that has transcended from Letterkenny as a community into us as individuals is really, really special. So I think just continuing to connect with people and hopefully make great art. And yeah. We look forward to everything that you have to come for yeah, sure. Yeah, let us know and we will be your, your uh, you know, your loudspeaker. We will <laughs> send yes. the message out far and wide from our, to our listeners. Uh, Victor, Absolutely. any questions? Uh, yeah, well, first, I don't know how we got through the uh, chat without mentioning your, uh, if it really happened, I mean, this is what I read, is that you won your Miss Sudbury beauty pageant. Um, so, yeah, 2020. So maybe to embarrass you a little bit with that one. Uh, when when you were like what? Like you must have been just like a t- young teen or something. I'll clarify this. I was Miss Teen Sudbury. I don't remember the year. And then I was Miss Sudbury in 2012. Okay. And I don't know if they ever recrowned Miss Sudbury. I might still be Miss Sudbury. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Well, if you didn't, I have no idea. If you didn't have to go to a ceremony and, and pass off the crown, then yeah, you're still yes. the queen. You're still the You're queen. still the queen. That's incredible. Yeah. I'm glad I asked. Uh, that's that's fantastic. Long may so, you reign. Wow, we're in the presence of. Yeah. So five it's years like from a, now, you're still going to be the queen of Sudbury. Yeah. The dictator. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Love it. So, oh, it's getting dark now. <laughs> so so um, first of all, your energy is incredible. Uh, I just want to put that out there. Um, it's infectious, and I think. Um, those that are close to you are very lucky to have you in their group. Um, so for those for those out there that are just in love with you as a character, the character of Bonnie, uh, maybe you could kind of share a little bit. You know, is there any part of that character that's similar to you in real life, and maybe how are you very different from Bonnie? Yeah, there's there's definitely little parts of Bonnie um, that coincide with me. I think. Um, one thing I'd say Bonnie is probably a bit more outgoing and forward than I am. I truthfully, I can be a bit shy in uh, my day to day. But I think there, there are fun little aspects to Bonnie. She's always there. She is hundred percent. Someone needs Bonnie. She's there. It's, I mean, it's true essence of letter tennis, um, of course, as well, but she's like all she's ready to go hundred percent of the time. If she's doing something, she's giving her hundred percent. She's gonna she's gonna narrate something. You best believe there's a fake audience there, and she's talking. She's gonna make sure everybody knows the rules. Um, but parts of Bonnie that I think really coincide with me are just the little ways that I was able to bring myself to Bonnie. I've mentioned this before, but um, I would wear my hair in the morning to go to work and just a big bun on my head, and Jared loved it. So then I ended up doing my own buns every day. 
So as a girl that has to sit in hair and makeup sometimes for hours, the, the beauty of tossing your hair up yourself is like no other. Um, just little quips about, uh, you know, personal things that I would mention or like family connections that Jared would write into the show. Um, wearing my own jewelry and all my own like weird little things that became part of my costume year and year and year um, over was uh, just like a great way to embody her within me. That's fantastic. All right. Uh, before we get to Matt and his last question, there's a couple here that I forgot to ask. First of all, what's your favorite chip? All dressed. Okay. Ketchup is a close second. Oh, all right. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you didn't say poker. And really quick, that episode, that line at the yeah, end was okay. one of my favorite yeah, lines of well the done. entire series. The what the actual fuck is going on here? When you walk in and said that, mm-hmm. I died. So died. it's funny because people always say, especially because I had posted that clip um, to promote when the season came out. And people are asking because I guess the bag is kind of shaking a little bit. I'm like shaking the bag. Mm-hmm. Um, so people are like, what's wrong? Are you nervous? I'm like, I'm eating chips. I'm having the time of my life. I actually would eat them like i would never use a spit bucket because like i'm you're giving me a bag of chips like what do you think (laughs) okay so i was like they would cut and i would like walk back to my mark i was just eating chips for like two three hours so my hands are all i'm like trying to hold stuff i'm trying to work so um yeah it was great to say great day i left really full really full Yeah, they had to increase the chip budget for that for that episode. Yeah, eh? yeah. yeah. Victor will find this interesting here. In the episode "In It to Win It," Bonnie makes a bet that John Tavares will have a slow start when he joined the Toronto Maple Leafs, and you also list John Tavares Foundation as one of your favorite charities. Why am I bringing up John Tavares so much? He is my cousin, so um, that would be like one of the fun little things that Jared would bring into the show. Obviously, like we have um, we have some true hockey guys on the show yeah. so it came up in conversation a lot um i in turn also i love hockey so that was always like a fun little thing that we would talk about and then um i remember getting that script and saying you little bugger so. <laughs> well he couldn't let that one fly i mean so when yeah. when you found out john was si- signing in toronto were, were you excited were you uh oh absolutely yeah. i mean um well he had a, a fantastic tenure in um, New York on the island. So uh, lots to be proud of. And um, for him to be able to come home, I think was really special. Mm -hmm. He's um, yeah. So his mom's side of the family is from Sudbury. And uh, yeah, so he grew up down South and me down South in Toronto, Toronto. Mississauga. So um, (laughs) I think it was, uh, it was probably a nice homecoming for him. Sure. Um, Start his family and keep his roots. Does, does he watch the show? And if so, what did he think of that line? <laughs> um, I don't know if he watches it oh, okay. uh, like religiously, but I know he's definitely he's definitely seen it. And that that gave him a chuckle. I, mm-hmm. I told him, I said, I gave him a heads up. I said, you're getting a shout out, boy. So <laughs> I said, if, you don't, if you don't get to set, we're going to talk about you anyways. Right. So amazing. Matt. Yeah. Go ahead, bud. Yeah, so first, uh, thank you so much, Camilla. This is such a blast. You were such a pleasure to meet in Sudbury and just a genuine and awesome here on the show. So can't thank you enough. Um, you really were thrown into the lines, and I feel like when you joined the show at your age, in all those personalities and those characters. So I applaud you for mm-hmm. just how you've grown across the series. Thank you. Um, especially sitting next to like Lisa Codrington half the time as she's delivering Gail. Like, like, <laughs> well, actually, I'm going to do two questions. What was that like? <laughs> 
that was a that was a masterclass in acting. Honestly, she's brilliant. She is she's so wonderful. And even like right before we would roll, she would sometimes say something to me, and then Gail would just come out. I'm like, what the heck is going on? Where did you go? Where'd you go, Lisa? Like, um, so that was uh, just brilliant brilliant to see to to work with and to play off of she is such a force and such an incredible energy to work with um i I, there's there's no no other gale out there i can't see there's no other like it was just meant for her there's no comparison at all yeah right amazing Mm -hmm. So now to my question, and I ask this of everyone, and if you've listened, you may already know the question, but you know, this show, it, it has a reach. It's got a, almost a cult following by this point um, across all these years. For you, what has it all meant to, to you to be a part of all this? Um, it's, uh, it's meant a lot. It's meant um, that you know, hard work and determination can lead to fruition of things, and you can find your people. Even if you know you come from a place where you don't think you may, um, and the the way that people connect with this show, outside of having a good laugh or just throwing something on to you know pass the time, um, there are a lot of people that have really opened up about why it, you know it has helped them. It's you know kept them, you know it's kept them kind of going. And especially through some of the, the funkiness we've seen in the world the last few years, I think that resonates with me more than anything. Um, as somebody that loves to connect with things, people, art, and cries when you know you finish a show because you miss the characters. Yeah. Like to have people come to me and talk about that to me means everything. It's so full circle to what you know I wanted to do when I was you know, younger and, and watching people on a funny show do things that I now get to do mm-hmm. means everything. Amazing. Well, congratulations. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Thank you so much. Camila, thank you so much. We, you, we've taken 20 more minutes than we, we, uh, we asked of you. So we appreciate your time. Um, where can folks uh, follow you? Where would you like them to follow you? Um, I am on Instagram at Camila Kowal. I'm on Twitter at Camila Tweeting. And if you dare, I'm also on TikTok at Camila Kowal. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, we're going to, uh, and by the way, if you have anything coming up, let us know and we will, uh, you know, we'll ha- we'd love to have you back on to talk about it. So whenever sure. uh, new projects come up, uh, We'd love to have you back on. Uh, we had a great time with you tonight. I'm yeah, a- if you I'll ever it find the rooftops when I can. Yes. And if you ever find yourself in uh, the South, in Toronto, in south. Um, uh, <laughs> please let us know because yeah. uh, we have big deck energy over yeah. at Matt's place. Yeah. So we'd love to have you. And Ooh, uh, yes. And uh, uh, have a live to a live recording. A live, that would be yeah, fun. Yeah, that would so, be, that would be so cool. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. So like let a us patio know. Yes. or something. Absolutely. Yep. Let us know when Dive. when you can do that. When you're coming down south, it's so weird. To, <laughs> yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll hook it up. We're gonna use that from now on. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Just absolutely confuse everybody. Yeah. Our, our American yeah. Uh, listeners are like, "What the fuck are they talking about?" Down south. Anyway, I'm gonna play us off here with a song from that "In It to Win It" episode. It's called Fast fashionable people.
And that's all we have for this episode. If you'd like to support the podcast, please tell a friend. Also, follow us on most social media outlets at ProtoSamPod. Thank you for uh, joining us. Now we're going to go hang out with our new friend, Camila. On behalf of Camila, Tanya, Matt, Victor, and myself, thank you for listening and have a great week. I feel dizzy and I want your touch. Let's get tipsy and start 